Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. In our Paymaster series, we're on Paymaster series part four, continue from last week. Holy Spirit kind of went in a different direction last week. But we've been talking about pay, being a paymaster in the kingdom of God. Being a money manager, a steward in God's kingdom. We started with Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 19. I'm not going to go over that because that was pretty lengthy scripture. But we talked about, we learned about Abraham, took his son Isaac and use him as an offering, as a sacrifice unto God. And God saw his faithfulness, his dedication, and he came with, to Isaac with a, excuse me, to Abraham with a supernatural increase. And that was the ram in the bush. So instead of Abraham offering his son up, he gave Abraham a ram to offer up. So we're talking about supernatural increase. God's supernatural increase supplies a part from the world's increase. God's supernatural increase supply a part from the world increase. Praise God. We thank God for uh, the world increase that we may experience. And when I'm talking about world increase, having a job or a business and all that, but that's not God's supernatural increase. God's supernatural increase supply apart from employment or business. Now in the world, there are three ways how you can bring increase, a natural way. Number one is you work hard, as they say. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people who work hard and still died broke. But they say, if you work hard, you can experience increase. The second way is uh, inheritance. You can get an increase through inheritance. So number one, you work hard. Number two, inheritance. And number three, the third one is you steal it. Yeah, yeah, you steal it. That's the way a lot of our major corporations, they are, they are thieves, they steal. And that's how they get increased. All right. So that's the world's way. Work hard, inheritance, or steal it. But God has a supernatural increase that he, except for the stealing part, <laughs> he can use, but that's not God. He can use working hard. He can use an inheritance. All oh, that's good. Praise God for all that. But that's not God's supernatural increase. When it comes to God's supernatural increase in our lives as paymaster, God will provide himself. So to get supernatural increase in the kingdom of God, is it hot in here? Yeah. Mr. Third, can you check that? I think it's, I might be on 72. Drop it down to 70, please. Yeah, it's a little warm in here. I remember when we didn't have no heat. 
Thank God we're getting hacked. All right. Okay, so when it comes to God's supernatural increase, God will provide himself. But the starting process we've been learning is that you must sow a seed to allow heaven to respond. And how will heaven respond to your seed? God will give you himself for the supernatural increase. Go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 and 19. And this is pretty much sums up what we were talking about in Genesis 22. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried or tested, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, but whence also he received him in a figure. So we see here that Abraham to to receive the supernatural increase of God, he sowed a seed that allow heaven to respond, all right? There's two ways that we can allow heaven to respond to us, by our words and by our giving. Our words and our giving, heaven will respond. So a ram, in, that, in this case of Abraham, a ram is a supernatural supply. He offered up Isaac. God came, that now heaven is responding to his seed that is being sown. God is giving of himself. What does it mean, God giving of himself? God is the one who will give the increase. And the increase that God will give to you is based on the increase that is in him. Are you following? The increase that he will give to you, he will give you the increase that is in him. So you got to keep that in mind when you're walking by faith and in this area of paymaster giving, that you sow a seed, all right? And that seed is allowing heaven to respond. And when heaven responds, God himself will show up and he will give you the increase that is inside of him, not inside of you. Now, what's inside of you is the blueprint that needs to be established for God to release the increase into your life. So that's why it has to be established in you, okay, by faith. And then once you sow a seed, then God will give because look at this, when uh, Abraham gave uh, Isaac up and God told him no, the angel told him no, why didn't uh, God give Abraham a lamb to offer? Why did he give him a ram? Because that ram is a supernatural supply. A lamb is something that, yeah, that's, that, that, but, that makes sense that he would give a ram because that's what we usually do. But a ram is something that doesn't make sense for an increase. So what God is going to release out of him to give into you 
He's going to give you a supernatural supply that in the natural, it doesn't make sense. And if you don't understand this, then you will, when that supernatural increase comes, you will reject it. And that was God's supernatural increase in your life. So a ram is a supernatural supply that God gave to Abraham. In our giving and in, and, and in being a paymaster, we attack the kingdom of darkness. Giving attacks the kingdom of darkness. The devil doesn't like a giving believer. That's why he will attack believers when it comes to giving. That, 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 that money, that money thing. That's why the word of God says that the love of money, it didn't say money itself, money's neutral. The love of it, okay, is the work of all evil. So the devil hates to really get against the kingdom of darkness, become a wholehearted, diligent, giver that one that that makes the devil upset and so in doing that jehovah will see to it that your faith will produce supernatural supply now we're going to go through scripture i'm going to show you in scripture that was plenty of scripture to cover in the short amount of time of this supernatural imply how this works all right start with um Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. Now we're going to look at throughout scripture in the giving and the supernatural increase from God. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for the food, the tree of light also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. From thence it was parted and became into four heads. And the name of the first is Pison. It, it is which compassed the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. Now look at it. The good of the land is good. The gold of the land is good. And there's Bedellum and the Onyx Stone. Look, what, what, what are we looking at? Supernatural increase. Everything that's coming out of God for his man, Adam. Go ahead. Oh, that's well. Okay. Uh, let's go to Genesis 6, 11 to 14. The earth also was corrupt before God, and earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all the flesh has corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, so we saw Adam, he gave Adam supernatural increase. What was the seed that Adam sowed to have heaven respond? Adam spent time with God. That's the seed. And so by him doing that, God's giving him supernatural increase. The brother had a four-way irrigation system. He had gold. He had onyx. He had bedellum. He, he had God's supernatural increase is always good. If it ain't good, it ain't God. All right? So his supernatural increase is always good. So now we look at Noah. Look at this. Look at Noah. Uh, the end of all his flesh is come before me, and for the earth is filled with violence through him. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. 
mark thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms that they make the ark and shall pitch it within and, within and pitch it without. So here, God is getting ready to destroy mankind, all right? And Noah, his seed was, he gave burnt offerings unto God. So to, pro, to protect Noah and his family from being destroyed, God gave him a supernatural increase. He gave him the ark. He even gave it in detail of the ark. Let's go to Genesis 13, 1 and 2. And Abram went up out of Egypt, and he and his wife and all that he had and Lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. So Abram, this is Abram, before he became Abraham, all right? God is giving him supernatural increase. He's giving him rich in cattle and silver and gold. What was the seed he sowed? He obeyed God. God told him to get it from his family. See, a lot of y'all can't get supernatural increase because God told y'all to stay away from your family. You won't do it. <laughs> God has told you. Leave them folks alone, but you insist because blood <laughs> is thicker than obedience. And that's why you ain't got your supernatural increase. Can I get a witness? <laughs> All right. So hey, God told Abraham, he said, leave Earth of Chaldee, leave your daddy house, leave your mama house, leave all that, and just go. So Abraham did that. He sowed the seed of obedience. And here God gives him supernatural increase. Well, Pastor, you just don't understand. I, 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 I love my I love them. I love them. I just, I don't want them to be lost. I love them. Okay. Dodo Bray, you've been loving all this time and they still don't want God. So what do you think the problem is? If you stay away from them and see God, Maybe they'll get a supernatural injury. Maybe that's what God is waiting over you. To step away and you be obedient so heaven can respond to you and he can bring that supernatural increase in their lives. But maybe you are the hindrance. Maybe you're the hindrance. You don't bring God down. You have people to come up. And that's what's been a problem with the church. That's why the world don't have no respect for us because we have gotten down on their level and God has a high standard. And we are supposed to, to bring them up. And if they don't want to come up, then leave them where they're at. But we have, we have had the mindset, if I come down, 
that can bring them up. No, no, no. When you 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 when you, you never can go down to bring anybody up. Why is that? Because you're gonna get entangled with the same stuff that they with. You're gonna get so you have you have to stay up. You have to say you have to keep him high and lifted up. So we have to stay up. And a lot of Christians have okay, go to Holy Ghost again. Uh, a lot of Christians have a lot of insecurity that we don't want to full-fledged walk strong with God because I don't want nobody not to like me. I don't want people to talk about me. I don't want, I don't want them to think that I'm all godly. And, you know, I don't want them. That's what's going to happen when you walk with God. I don't want to think that I'm so holy, but you are holy. <laughs> I don't want them to think I'm so righteous, but you are righteous. I don't want them to think that I'm perfect, but you are perfect. You're seated in heavenly places. They are seated in low places. They are in Lodibar. You are in the king's palace. So if you have that kind of mindset, that's how they're not able to come up because you going down where they are and they keeping you. And the reason why they, they can keep you down because you have this insecurity about yourself. So you feel like if I stay down with them, then I can make them feel bad. The gospel doesn't make you feel bad. You know what you, you, you know what your Lord and Savior said? See, I, know, I, know, I know you didn't read this part, but you know what your Lord and Savior said? Because it was Esau that taught you that God was all about love. But you know what your Lord and Savior said? Because you, you know, you run around and say, why is it I don't have no peace in my family? Why can't everybody get along? This is what your Lord and Savior said. He said, I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword to divide between the fathers and the sons, the mothers and the daughters, the mother-in-laws and the daughter-in-law. Whoever can walk with God is going to bring a sword, a sword cut. But you want peace. And you ain't going to, when you walk with God, you ain't getting no peace. You, you'll get peace. But you ain't going to have, no, have no peace because they can't have peace. Because darkness doesn't like light. So that's why there's no peace. So that's why they're trying to get your light to come into their darkness to ease their conviction. Are y'all hearing me? So when you, when you walk with God, it ain't going to be no peace. It ain't going to be no peace. You really walk with God, you're going to have a sword. Stuff going to start cutting. What is it cutting? It's cutting those 
especially the ones who say they're Christian, is cutting them and revealing to them that they ain't right. They need to get right. And so that's why they will uh, propel towards you all that, oh, you think you're right, you think you're holy, and all that kind of stuff. No. When you're walking with God, that sword is cutting. You're getting, they're getting cut. When you come in here and I give you the word, I cut you. Why is that? Because you need to bleed. Right. You need to bleed. Why? Because I'm cutting you for you to get right. To get all the darkness out of your light and let the light so shine. So that's what happens when you walk with God in the word of God. It cuts you. And when you get cut, getting cut hurts. It's painful. But you know pain is good. You know why pain is good? Because the doctor told my wife this. He said, you know, pain, pain is good. Pain gives us an indicator there's life. Whenever you don't have no pain, you have no life. When you're getting cut and it doesn't bother you, you have no pain, there's no conviction. So being a paymaster, you know, you're going to experience supernatural increase. Your supernatural increase are going to cut those folks. They're going to think you are that. No, this is what happens when you walk with God. He gives you supernatural increase. He has established a covenant to do that. So God made Abram very rich in cattle in silver, and in gold. Go to Genesis 12, 16. And he had treated Abram well for, his, for her sake, and he had sheep and oxen, he had asses and men servants, maid servants, she asses, and cattle. Look at all that. Super that Genesis 26, 12 and 13. Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year what land did Isaac sow in? He sowed in the land of famine. Isaac sowed in that land, receiving the same year a hundredfold as supernatural injury, a hundredfold supernatural injury. And the Lord blessed him. Now, looking at all these scriptures, all these accounts of supernatural injury, starting with Adam in the garden, then Noah, and then Abram, then Isaac, the question is, Did any of them work and earn their supernatural increase? Do you see any of them have a nine to five job? Did Adam, did Adam, did Adam work and earn the gold? The answer is no. Did, did, did Adam have six week vacation in his employment job? And better did no, he, he had none of that. Abraham didn't have no job. Isaac didn't have a job. Noah definitely didn't have no job. But they experienced supernatural increase. So your employment is not supernatural increase. We thank God for you. We thank God you got a job. 
And if you study the scriptures, when Paul talks about it, it, you need to work, and the reason why you, you mainly need to work, especially for males, is, is for productivity. And then also Paul said, you know, you need to work so you, you quit being a busybody. You quit meddling in other people's affairs. Why don't you get a job? That's why, because if you was working, you ain't got time to worry about running over Sister Tina's house, see what they doing, and running over Sutton's house, see what they what they doing over there, and all that here. Why aren't you working? <laughs> all right. So supernatural increase does not come by an employment, working hard, or inheritance. We got we experience supernatural increase in this ministry. It wasn't, it wasn't predicated on it because I, I, I'm working. No. I sowed the seed. What's the seed? Time with God. That is the main way you can get supernatural increase from God every time you spend time with God. And then he, heaven will respond and he will give you of himself. Can you look at some more? Genesis 41, 42 to 43. And Pharaoh took off his ring, just talking about Joseph. We know, we know the story about Joseph, what that brother went through. That brother was the favorite child of his daddy. All right? His brothers were jealous of him. So his brothers say, hey, let's kill him. Because he's daddy's favorite. All right, because daddy gave him that coat of many coats. And the only reason why he was daddy's favorite, because his daddy loved his mama, Rachel. That brother, look, I remember that brother, he worked, what, 28 years for that sister. All right. <laughs> you know? And so he so he was great. So he loved he loved Rachel. So he loved, he loved his Joseph. So the brothers got jealous. So half of the brothers, half of his brothers, his 12 brothers, half said, let's kill him. The other half said, no, nah, let's not kill him. Just sell him into slavery. <laughs> what great options, I mean. <laughs> All right? So they threw the brother in the, in, in the pit, and then uh, the Chaldeans, they came along, and they took him going into slavery, and then you know the story, he, uh, he's in, uh, uh, in the Egypt now, and so now he's, he's uh, second in command because he's in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife wanted to get with Joseph, and he said, well, what are you a fool? I can't lay with you. I've, I've sinned against Potiphar. Look at, look at that authority, the honor. And I, I, I dishonor my God. I can't do that. So she went and told him, ah, he raped me. He raped me. He raped me. That was a lie. All right. So he got thrown into prison. So he's in prison. All right. The baker and, and uh, the, uh, the other guy, he was in there. And they were telling him dreams and stuff. And so here Joe's giving the dreams. And so he said, okay, all right. He said, so when you get out of prison, don't forget about me. Well, of course, they got out of prison. Guess what they did? They forgot about Joseph. But the whole time, Joseph praising God. So now he gets the power of supernatural increase comes on Joseph. And Joseph is the second in command of Egypt. Egypt was the most powerful nation at that time. It was a family in Israel. So his family and all of them, they, they need some food. They didn't come to Egypt. So his brother, and Joseph still has a love for his brother. Look at the integrity of Joseph. His brothers wanted to kill him, sell him to slavery, and he still loved his brothers. 
Okay, what was that seed that he sowed? He sowed a seed of integrity, of everything he went through. So God's giving him supernatural increase. So he says, look, we pick up here, Pharaoh took off his, his ring from his hand, put it upon Joseph's hand, arrayed him in vesture of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. That's why you know he was black. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, all right, which he had. No, y'all think I'm, see, that's why you got yeah, we don't even wear gold chains. Come on now. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Look at that supernatural increase. Did Joseph work for it? No. He sowed the seed. What was the seed? Seed of integrity. All the stuff he went through, he would not compromise his integrity. So God bless him. Exodus 12. <coughs> oh, I love this one. <coughs> God, supernatural increase. Exodus 12, 35 and 36. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. <laughs> did according to the word of Moses. I don't need to hear no man. I just need to hear God. Who has bewitched you? You can't hear God if you don't hear no man. No man tell me what to do. Preacher, tell you wear his pants like I do. Oh well, we see rebellion written all over your face. <laughs> That's rebellion. No, every man don't wear the pants the way you do. Five star general. Well, they don't have five star. Four star general of the military don't wear his pants the way I wear my pants. He wear his pants of high authority. I just wear my, my middle term pants. Yeah. Hallelujah. So don't feed into I don't feed into all that all that deception from the devil to, to stop your increase. So the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptian. Now that word borrowing the King James is really not a good translation because you think that they went to the Egyptians and said, Hey, can I can I take a loan and uh can I fill out this application? No, that word really should be they bankrupt. They bankrupt the Egyptians, jewels and silver, jewels of gold and raiment. Now, now, remember I did a spiritual identity awareness series about who we are? You know why they will not give our people reparations? Because if they did that, it will bankrupt the Egyptians. And once that occurs, judgment will come on this nation. The only reason why God hasn't brought judgment on this nation here because they ain't gave, a, gave us our stuff. They have not given us because every deliverance of God of a people, God gives them people restitution. We're the only people who have not been given restitution. Because they know once that happens, judgment will come. So the full judgment, and what was, and what and what's the judgment that come upon upon that nation? 
they would no longer exist. That's why you go, you go over some parts of Egypt, you ain't nothing but wasteland, desert, because judgment came. That's why they have no power. So this nation knows that. That's why, that's why they stall and I won't give us our reparations. Because they know. So before the reparation comes, just like in Egypt, before they got the reparation, all right? And it said they did according to the word of Moses. Until we get back according to the word of God, so into the word, to get our supernatural increase, before all that happened towards them, what did God do towards Egypt? He brought, he brought plague. Now, now y'all in the natural, y'all think you know, all them little tornadoes stuff hitting Western Kentucky. Ooh, wasn't that so tragic, whatever. That's a plague. Those are the plagues of Egypt that's on this country. But through the media that has deceived us because they're not gonna they're not gonna say they ain't gonna tell you those are the plagues of Egypt and that's why and every time we dealing with this nation to give us reparation restitution the bible talks about you supposed to give a man worthy of his hire the uh, wages you don't put to work somebody you don't compensate them not compensate them the Bible talks, so that's what they have done to us. That's what they did to the ancient children of Israel. They worked 400 years in Egypt without any insurance, vacation, bonuses, nothing. We worked 400 years in this country without any insurance, bonuses, compensation, nothing. So God said, you're going to give them people reparations. God told Egypt, you're going to give them reparations. And I'm going to whip 10 plagues on you. Now, you got to understand how God is moving here. Because even though God allowed all that to happen, the scripture says, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. The United States government, no matter what, all the plagues, hurricanes, tornadoes, everything happened. The government heart is still hard. God don't care. God is not, he's, he wasn't concerned about Pharaoh's heart being hardened. He was concerned about Israel's heart not being hardened. Because Israel got comfortable in Egypt. Israel like Israel like being part of their NFL football team. Israel like playing for the NBA. Even though the oppressor is still oppressing them, they still like playing in their tennis matches. Israel like going to their prestigious schools. Israel like being part of them. That's the issue that God had. Because they wanted, because how do you know that? Because when God, when God used Moses to get them out there and they, had, they were faced with a little adversity, because you remember, they were slaves. Moses was not a slave. 
Moses lived in the palace of Pharaoh. So Moses knew about prosperity, deliverance, hearing from God, watching the hand of God. Israelites did not. Moses didn't have any religion in them, in him. So in any way God can deliver his people out of the bondage, he has to raise up somebody who's not in religion. So the, so, so, so the ancient Israelites, they was comfortable because when they came out of Egypt and they got faced with adversity, the red, that was their first test of challenge, was the Red Sea. What did they say? What did Moses do? Bring us out here to die? It's best for us to go back to Egypt. I want to go back to UK. I want to go back to U of L. Even though I'm getting oppressed, I'm comfortable. That's why they couldn't go in the promised land. They were too comfortable. So that's why God had to wait till that whole generation died. Because they were not ready to change the sanctuary. They were not ready to have TV. They were not ready to get rid of the throne. They weren't ready for all that because they were comfortable. And God was trying to bring supernatural increase. So God has to raise up somebody who wasn't no Baptist. I had to raise up somebody who had a burning bush experience with God. To get what? To get the people set free. To bring about supernatural increase. And God had to wait until they all died off. Except for Sister Thorn, she ain't going nowhere. She's in there. Yeah. Say again. Woo! Praise God! Hallelujah! Yeah, she she ain't gonna she she likes increase. Yeah, she likes increase. But the rest of them had to die off. So they did not want increase. It, it's sad to say you have some Christians that do not want the supernatural increase of God. Why? Because they don't. God's going to give it what's in him. They want God to give it what's in them. God's only going to give what's in him. So we pick it up here. Look at this. So, so the Lord God gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. They bankrupted them. And gave them favor. So they lent unto them such things as they required. They bankrupted They gave they get because remember, they're the firstborn of Egypt is dead, so everybody's all in two molten, they are in sorrow. So they just came up to you know, went to the Egyptian woman's house, she crying, and they said, I'll feel your pain or whatever. You don't need this gold watch anymore. Thank you. I can take this gold necklace, you know. I feel sorry. I know your firstborn died. You don't need all that. 
it, it, it's, it's the same thing with King Jehoshaphat. Remember King Jehoshaphat? When they had the, the battle, the army was against him, and he was like, oh, man, how could I deal with that? They overpowered him. And God told me, he said, declare fast. He said, did fast. He said, this is why I want, you, I want you to put the praises up front. Would you put the praises up front? Let them praise, okay, God. And this is how you're going to win the battle. So Jehovah said, oh, put the praises, okay. So he put the praises up front, and they praise God. So the enemy comes to them, and they see them praising God. And the Bible said because of their praise, it set ambushment against them. What is it? Ambushment? They start fighting each other. And after they turned on each other, they killed each other. The Egyptians, excuse me, the, uh, the Israelites came and took their spoil. Well, you dead. You won't need this gold watch anymore. This gold bracelet, you don't, you dead. You don't need it. That's supernatural entry. That's God's way. You, 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 you won't need it. So look at it. And, and, and they require. And they spoil the Egyptians. So now let me ask you a question. Did the children of Israel borrow money from the Bank of Egypt to get a loan? So they, they, so they got a loan, so they... <laughs> get it a loan to buy your house. Or, I, I, know, I know this one. Hey, I'm, I'm Gary Cutchin. All right. Get in a loan to buy a house. It's not God's supernatural I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's, that's fine and dandy, but that's not God's supernatural increase. God is not going to put you in bondage and call it increase. Now, I know that, I know we were taught all that stuff, whatever, but according to payment, supernatural increase, no. Getting along, filling out the application, going to the center to ask but something that God can provide for you. And once you get it, oh, God, yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, what's going on? I just got blessed. How's that? I just got my mortgage for 30 years. You know, oh, I thank you. It's goodness of God. So mortgage, which means mortuary, which means death. So you're praising God for giving you 30 years of death. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't make that. I don't make sense. You praising God to give you thirty years of death? I told my wife years ago. That's why I I I, I hated buying buying a house and all that. But I told her, I said, in, in the natural, it doesn't make sense. We buying a forty six thousand dollar home, and then in thirty years. I would have paid $150,000 on that $46,000. That, the numbers didn't make sense to me. Somebody's getting blessed and it ain't me. <laughs> and I would tell her, you know, and her and, and, uh, and, her and I, we used to have a little battle because she had that mindset. Well, no, no, that's a God provider. I ain't providing no way. That ain't no way. I'm paying 30, 30 years or something. $46,000, and at the end of that 30 year, I paid $150,000? Nah. That ain't God. 
But God can give you a supernatural increase. How? You put your faith out and you don't believe it. God gave me a debt free car. I ain't put one penny out of it. You got to work your faith for that. Okay, let me wrap this up. Go to Exodus 16, 2 and 4. Uh, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmuring against Moses. Oh, there's a problem. And, and Aaron in the wilderness. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pot and, we, we, and when we did eat brought bread to the fore. For you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread. God supernatural increase. I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my word or in my law or no. That's supernatural increase. Numbers 11, 31. And there went forth the wind from the Lord and brought a quail. So God gave him bread. Now he blows and now the quail, the birds are coming. So they got bread and meat. And they still murmur. We still complain. And brought quail from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it was a day's journey on this side, as it were a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp, and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. Supernatural in Greece. Psalm 78. And he claimed the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as of out of the great death. So God gave them bread. He gave them meat. Now he's giving them water. Bread, meat, and water. So bread, meat, and water. Supernatural in Greece. All right? And caused water to run down like river. Okay? And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. How did they do that? By murmuring and complaining. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. They wanted, they wanted prime meat. <laughs> Yea, they spake against God and they said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Well, what do you think he's doing? He give you bread. He give you, he give you meat. He give you water. And behold, he smote the rock that the water gushed out and the stream overflowed. Can he get bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was wrong. God, there's times God get ticked, all right, of your murmuring and your complaining. Now, I know Esau taught you that God is all love and all that, but now God gets angry. We always murmuring, always complaining. God has blessed us. Uh, we want one more of this. Why is it? Compare ourselves to each other. Well, they got that. And I, why, why? I, God's going to get angry. <laughs> so a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came, came against Israel. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and have given them out of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to be fulfilled. So that we see supernatural increase. 
Two more scriptures and we're going to wrap it up. Ruth chapter two. Remember I did a whole series on Ruth, the kinsman redeemer. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even from the sheaves and reproach of her not. That, what, that, what that means there, that she was uh, getting crops or whatever. And Boaz told his workers to, to leave extra for her to get. But she was a Moabite. She wasn't a, she wasn't an Israeli. She was a Moabite. Remember, Ruth is the one who followed her mother-in-law, Naomi. The other sister-in-law said, hey, I'm staying here. Find me another man. Uh, Ruth said, hey, I'm going with, I'm going with my mom-in-law. She said, your God is my God. Your people, my people. So here, Boaz, he said, leave her a little extra. Supernatural increase. God will work it out that you get a little extra. With other folks, they not getting it, but they all, they're looking at, why do you always get extra? Because I got supernatural increase. A little extra is supernatural increase. You didn't work for it, you didn't do hard, you didn't do no extra stuff, or whatever. It's because you have pleased God He'll give you supernatural. He did. I, I just want to give you a little supernatural increase. Just, just, just to let you know, I love you. You know, there's a time God would just bless us just to say to us, I love you. You know, I ain't doing that. You doing that. I just want to show you my goodness and my power. So I'll give you supernatural increase. Verse 16. And let fall also summon a handful of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned. And it was about the ephah of barley. She getting all this extra food, all this extra treatment from Boaz, the king's redeemer. And let's go to 1 Kings 17. We'll wrap it up. He said, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the book of Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded, excuse me, I have commanded the raven to feed thee there. This is Elijah, the prophet. Now this is supernatural increase. Why is this? Because naturally it is taught that ravens do not share their food. <laughs> so here, God, so God tell Elijah, Hey, go to a certain place that I will supply you. Tell God, there are, there are places that God needs for us to be at to experience supernatural influence. I'll go one, one step higher. There are certain churches that God needs us not to be at. For us to experience supernatural injuries. So you can get supernatural injuries of your healing if you have the right church. Hearing the right word. Not just on finances, it comes to healing or whatever you need. You got there are certain places that remember I did to preach a, a place called there. A place called there. There's a place called there where God needs for you and I to be at to experience supernatural increase of God. And so when God tells you you need to be there but you over here and then you wonder why, well, why I'm not experiencing the increase because you need to be there. 
God has give, given us a set place, a designated place where you can constantly, continuously experience the increase of God. That place you need to be. So he telling Elijah he needed a certain place. So, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And he went and dwelt by the brook of Cherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread. So he told, he tell, he tell, he told Elijah a certain place he needed to be. Suppose Elijah was somewhere else. He wasn't, the ravens were brought in the bread. The increase, thank you, Holy Ghost, the increase. The increase, the best way I can put it, is like a heat-seeking missile. It only is going to target the place that God told you to be at. Your increase is only going to come to you where you need to be at the place that God said to you. So if you're not where you need to be at, and I'm not just only talking about figuring at church, well, I'm telling you, this is the place you need to be at in your spiritual walk. This is the place you need to be at when it comes to the word. If you're not at that place where you need to be at, your blessing can't get to you. So you and I need to be at a certain place. We need to, you need to get, be at a certain place when it comes to healing. You, we, you should not, 10 years, 20 years now later, you still don't know if it's God's will for you to be here. And you've been under the word. You should be at a certain place. And once you're at that certain place, that supernatural increase will come there every time. You don't have to worry about it missing you. You should be at a certain place in, in your giving. You should not be saved for 30 years and you're still wrestling with the cash. Really? You should be at that place. So that supernatural increase can just keep coming towards you. You should be at a certain place in your marital relationship. You should be married 50 years and your husband and wife, y'all still arguing and fighting. Yes, you should be at a certain place. That's why you're not experiencing supernatural increase in your marriage the way you need it. Because you should be at a certain place by now. How long you been under the word? How long you been walking with Jesus? You should be at a certain place. So that supernatural increase can come every time. That's why it's not coming the way it needs to because you're not at a certain place in him. Hallelujah. So in doing that, we have to become kingdom supply-minded. Kingdom supply money. So we see here in the raven brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. Look at this. Morning time, he brought him food. Evening time, wow. Elijah was at a certain place. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Arise, you know, now he's going to a, another place. He says, arise, get thee to Zarephath. God will bring supernatural increase when he gets you at the place where you need to be. Get a revelation of that. Get a revelation of that. 
God is going to tell you certain faith walks in your life, certain places that you need to be at to experience a supernatural increase. So he says, all right, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zida, and dwell there. Behold, now here another supernatural increase. Now the first one, what? Was a raven. Now he's going to experience another supernatural increase. Look at Elijah. He's experiencing supernatural increase continuously every time he's at the place that God wants him to be. And I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain me. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering a stick. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. So, what is it saying? There's an individual that God can use to bring supernatural increase because you're in the right place there where you need to be, but that individual can be experiencing loss, lack, desperation, sorrow, whatever. Now you are positioned to bring supernatural increase into their life. Remember I told you, it's not about you, but it's about you. If you get your mind, it's not about me, it's about him, but then he'll make it about you so that you can bless somebody. He's bringing supernatural increase on your life for you to have a supernatural increase, to put supernatural increase in somebody else's life. That's why we pay master, that's why we want to be supernatural increase. A paymaster. Look at this. Dress it for me and my son. Go to the next verse. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Don't worry about it, girl. Don't worry about it. I got supernatural increase on my life. You ain't got to worry about it. Don't worry about it. I've been walking with God. I've been obedient to God. Everything God told me to go, he brings supernatural increase on my life. He brings favor on my life. So I have it on my life. So you need, I can give you some of my supernatural increase. Don't worry about it, little buddy. Don't worry. He said, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. Now, the gift of supernatural, now you, you, you got to do what I say now. Why is that? Because I've been walking with God and I know how to get the supernatural increase. Now you have to do as I say. Now, if you don't do what I say, you're not going to get the supernatural increase. And when I'm telling you to do what I'm saying, I'm not telling you to do what I said because I said it. I'm telling you to do what I said because that's what God said. I'm doing what God said. So just do what I say. He said, fear not, go do as thou hast said, but make me there of a little cake first. All, all, all your lack that you got. Now, 
this messed up your mind, especially your religious mind. To bring supernatural increase. Remember, we talked about it's got to be a seed. So you have to sow all that you have. If you're looking at it, if I sow all I have, I'm going to get angry. You have to have that widow woman anointing. She gave her two mites. All that she had. And Jesus blessed her. So to get that supernatural increase, if you're lacking, and you encounter with someone who's walking in supernatural things, and they tell you what to do by the Spirit of God, in a lot of instances, you're going to have to give all that you got. Because all that you have, what you think that all that you have, is your only begotten son. That's all the father had was it. This one boy, he gave it. It's like Abraham and Isaac, the only begotten son, he gave it. All that you have, the only begotten, only thing that you have, you give it, God will give you supernatural increase. Look at this. He said, fear not, go do as I have said, but, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and for thy son. For Thus said the Lord God of Israel, the barrel meal shall not be waste, neither shall the curse of thy oil fail until the day that the Lord setteth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. That is the most powerful of this teaching. That's the power right there. She did it. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to get rid of your reasoning, your thinking. Your, if God tells you to do it, you just have to do it. Well, Pastor, suppose that wasn't God. Well, let me say this. Suppose it was God. How would you ever know if you don't do it? And if you step out and do it and you didn't get no increase, then you say, well, I know that wasn't God. All right. You can step back. But if it was God, and you step out, you miss your supernatural increase. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her, ooh, and her house, look at, now look at, look at, remember, she only had just a little bit when the man of God came and asked her, give me what you got. She said, I just got this little bit that me and my son, we just gonna eat this little bit and then we gonna die. He said, okay, give me the little bit that you have. Give it to me. Throw it into me. So I got supernatural increase. Give it to me. And she did it. And look at it. And it says, and she and he and her house did eat many days thereafter. Supernatural increase. And the barrel of meat wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Mm, mm, mm. That's supernatural increase. 
supernatural increase. Did she get her husband a bereavement check to bring in increase? No, uh-uh. What about her EBT card? Did she run, did she swipe it to get increase? No. No, she trusted the man of God, did what the man of God said, sold into the man of God and the supernatural increase. Cause he had supernatural increase on his life. And look at this, God, when you go to that place called there, God is gonna bring supernatural increase unto you. You may look at it and you may look at loss or lack and like, how is God gonna bring supernatural increase? That's what happened when Elijah went to this widow's woman's house. She only had just a little bit. But remember what God said to Elijah, go to Zarephath. <laughs> I got a widow woman there who's gonna sustain you. So like he said, go to Terah, the book of Terah. The raven is going to sustain you. God's supernatural increase is not something that we can understand in the natural. <coughs> that woman, that widow woman, she had lost, she had lacked a small amount. How was God going to bring supernatural increase for that little amount that she only had for her and her son? But he did after she did what the man of God said. And it said, he had for her, for him, and her household. They ate many days thereafter. So God sustained it, the man of God. God declared the end from the beginning. Whatever God said in his word, he is obligated to bring you to pass as long as you don't get out of position. That's supernatural increase. That's paymaster. That's being a payment. Supernatural increase. That's what our hearts, our prayers should be, Lord, I want supernatural increase. I want increase to come to me, have nothing to do with no job, no business, no nothing. I just want supernatural increase. I want, I want unexpected favor to come into my life. Supernatural increase. We have increase in this ministry because walking with God, we, 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 we ain't got no carpenters in this church. We ain't got no plumbers. We ain't got none of that. But we got supernatural increase on our lives. And whenever I tell you, hey, this is what God said we need to do, we do what God said and do what? The increase comes. Supernatural increase. Debt free. Are y'all hearing me? I don't think y'all maybe listen. This is a supernatural increase. This is how God operates. Supernatural, you we do what God said to do. God may not say give anything. God may, God may say, hey, I want you to get up four o'clock every morning and seek me. If the spirit of God come to you and say, don't, don't rebuke it. Don't care. That's the devil. No, no. Now, if you had the spirit of God said, hey, I, I, I need for you to get up four o'clock every morning. Oh, oh, I know. I'm trying to bring supernatural increase.
Well, let me give you one you might like. He may come to you and say, I need for you to love your spouse extra this week. Extra. He's lucky he or she gets the bare minimum love. What do you mean extra? I'm trying to bring you supernatural injury. That's how the Spirit of God would talk. See, you think you, you expected all this. I'm gone. Dippy down. <laughs> no, that ain't God. No, God comes to you and say, hey, you want supernatural injury? Yeah, Lord. Be extra patient with your wife. Shut your mouth. And I bring you supernatural entry. That's how God operates. That's how the voice of God operates. The impression of the, in your spirit. You're not going to hear this big voice talking about get thee down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And oh, oh yeah, and I'll let you know to God, he don't talk in the King James anymore. You know how God talks to you? From your own voice. That's how God talks to you. God ain't gonna come with no deeds out, this and dust and all that kind of stuff. He's gonna talk to you out of your voice. Because if you hear another voice, you're not gonna be, you're like, oh, what is that? What is that? Right. And then, so when you're hearing other voices and you don't understand the power of binding and loosening, then that's why people are subject to hearing these other voices because they don't know the voice of God and how to cast that stuff down when they hear it. But God is going to talk to you. He's going to talk, he's going to talk in your voice. He's going to talk. He, God talks inwardly. God never talks out here. Whenever you hear something out here, that's the kingdom of God. God never talks up here, too. God never talks to your mind. Why would he tell you in Proverbs, lean not to your own understanding, and he'll talk in your mind? Because <laughs> in your mind is where you get understanding. God don't talk in the mind. He talks in here. in your spirit. He mainly talks into your subconscious. Your subconscious is the, your subconscious or the conscious is the voice of your spirit. That's how God talks to you. And it's, it sounds it sound like your voice. So 99% of the time, we really don't hear God talking to us. It's our voice of our spirit talking to us where the Holy Ghost lives inside. You know, we, we, you know, we attribute like the Lord spoke to me. Well, he did, but he spoke to your spirit and your spirit spoke to you. So these are things we, 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 we need to learn. To be paid masters as Christians, whatever. To walk with God, we need to know these things. Because if we're hearing voices out here, if we're hearing voices in our head, whatever, 
That ain't God. God never comes with a loud, roaring voice. It's the still, small voice in your spirit. And he speaks so softly. And a lot of times we're about doing stuff, whatever, and we can't hear God unless we get quiet. So that's why you have your meditation, your quiet time with God. You can hear God so clearly in your spirit because you set the TV off, set the phones off, set all that stuff off from the world, and now you hear it from God. That's why, that's why fasting is so powerful. It shuts off everything that's stopping us from doing with God. So we hear from God in our spirit. And by hearing from God in our spirit, then that's why we are led by the spirit of God. God never forces us or makes us do anything. We are led by the spirit. We, are, we follow his spirit. So if you're feeling forced, that's not God. If you feel like somebody pressuring you, that's not God. That's the enemy. And then you have to take authority over it. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. I cast it out. And I set my heart fixed on the things of God. Lord, because I know that you lead me. I follow you. He said, my voice, my, my sheep hear my voice. Another voice they will not follow. And the number one way to hear God's voice is the word. He speaks every time from the word. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. And that's why in religion, when people go from different churches, whatever, they always took with them what? A letter, a letter killer. The spirit gives us life, liberty, and freedom. The letter gives us bondage. But we have to learn how to follow the leading of the spirit. And the spirit will take us through different obedient tests. Something that's not really detrimental or life-threatening, but he'll start with little small things of, to, for your act of obedience to hear God. Remember I told you, so, well, I'm wrapping up real quick. Remember I told you because when Nick was real and everything, and the Lord woke me up and he said, I want you to go to Walmart. And I'm thinking, okay, somebody, I'm going to wait went to the Lord or lay hands on whatever. And I went to Wawa and drove in the parking lot. And I was sitting there. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to bring you on my hand. And I think about an hour, two hours, and uh, back to the No, we didn't have cell phones back then. But my wife was worried about, where, where are you been? And something there. And uh, I said, Lord told me to go to Walmart, and nothing didn't happen. And I asked, Lord, I said, Lord, what, what happened? You know what? He said, I just want to see if you're going to be obedient. That act of obedience, just following the lead of the Spirit, it helped me to develop how to hear from God. Then the next time he told me to go someplace, and I went, 
it was somebody who I laid hands on for them to be healed. God would take us through those acts of obedience. He's not trying to get us to become, be obedient to make us for something detrimental. He's helping us to develop ourselves, to hear from God, to be led by the Spirit of God, where in, in some cases, it becomes life threatening. Kids, y'all remember when we went to, uh, I forgot this. Remember we went, we drove two hours for this wedding up, up in the mountains. Y'all remember that? Well, y'all went with us, but yeah, y'all must be young. This, this is in Colorado. He, yeah, he wanna, this is in Colorado. Um, oh, what's her name? Oh. It was a white couple. <laughs> I forgot that we went to their wedding and then we drove two hours. No, no, I'm sorry, it was here in Kentucky. It wasn't, no, it wasn't in Colorado, it was in Kentucky. But we had to go um, towards, ah, uh, oh, it's escape my memory. Well, we went to Kentucky, we went to their wedding and they had the wedding outside. They had the wedding outside and remember her father had cancer and I prayed for him and he got hit. No, 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 that was Carol. See, where my wife would I be? <laughs> but yeah, but the Lord led us to do that. We travel, and I remember the kids like, that's a long way. You know, we traveled for two hours. We were going to a wedding. We say we're just going for a wedding. But it was for me, uh, for me to pray for the bride's father who had cancer. And he got healed from that. That's being led by the, you have to, you have to learn how to follow the leading of the spirit. Because in a lot of cases it becomes life-threatening. And you and you have to learn these things. And sometimes you're gonna miss it. You know, I remember years ago we was in Nicholsville and the Spirit of God came to me and told me to go to Pee Wee Valley and minister to Uncle Marvin, Reverend Duret. And I was I was still learning and everything. I'm like, I said, okay, yeah, I'll I'll do that. You know, I'll get to him, whatever. But he died of slow cancer. And I believe now, I believe the Lord wanted me to go to him, wanted to pray for him, minister healing for him. But I, I put it all. Yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. There, there was an instance when we lived in Colorado and y'all son, Adam, God is my witness, Stella had a dream of your son dying. But at that time, we didn't know about praying in the spirit. How about using our tongues with it? But she had that dream. I mean, we prayed, we prayed in English, but if we understood about the tongue, we could have interceded, whatever. And she told, and then when we got the news, what happened about your son, we like, my Lord. That's why we have to learn how to walk with God. People's lives on the line. But just because you make a faith mistake, don't be discouraged. Like, well, I ain't going. No, you keep pressing. You you keep making. Hey, the next time I'm gonna be on it. Hey, we gonna make our faith mistake. So you keep perfecting. You keep learning. 
Oh, hallelujah. I just thank God we didn't give up when our son died because this woman of God's son wouldn't be alive today. If we would have gave up and said, well, this healing stuff don't work. No, we had to learn some stuff. And what we learned about righteousness at that time what was able to us to share it with her and we worked our faith with her and now her son is alive, well, married and everything. But just think we would say, oh, this stuff don't work. Yeah, it works. But we have to learn how to work it. And it takes trial and error and walking it out and missing it and getting it and keep staying with it. it get, but it works. And it's the same thing applies when it comes to this pay Stand to your feet. Y'all get anything out of this today? Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.